0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn some new tricks and to find a better way. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson.
1: And here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. How's your week going so far, Dan? You know what? Can't complain. I uh, did that acoustic show that I was talking about last episode, and it was a bunch <laughs> of fun. We'll probably dig into that as we move through the episode here. Um, and I'm prepping for actually got a little family vacation coming up this weekend, a little long weekend vacation. And then I got two weekends of multiple gigs uh, per weekend coming up. And um, so a lot on the docket, a lot planned. Cool. Where are you going? Um, uh, Virginia. My my wife's, um, it's my mother-in-law's birthday. And she and my sister-in-law and her husband and some other family are coming down here to us from Minnesota, where they live. And uh, we're going to go. Got a house rented in Virginia Beach, and um, yeah, it's gonna be lovely. I think it's gonna be great. Cool. It's we're fun.
0: actually doing roughly the same thing. Uh, it's fall break for us, and um, we're gonna head down to Tybee Island, which is um, just outside of Savannah. Yeah, um, and spend some time with uh, with my folks who are splitting a house with us. Um, so that should be fun. Yeah, good times. Now,
1: do you do you take a guitar?
0: No, I used to. Um, I'm thinking it, about it. it, you know, I've I've definitely like. I have brought guitars on trips multiple times and it either stays in the case and it takes up space and I never use it. Um yeah. so more times than not I I don't I don't bring them anymore.
1: Yeah. I have material to prep, so
0: I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway. Yeah. So wanted to talk about a couple of things. We had a couple of uh, topics we thought we would cover. Uh, One of which, if you guys are following our um, Facebook page, you may have seen. But me and Dan have set up a Patreon account uh, for this podcast. Now, we have done this purely out of the joy of uh, creating community and providing um, information and wisdom uh, to you guys. Uh, But running a podcast costs money. And uh, we we were just reminded this week because our hosting company has told us we're almost out of space. So there were just some things to consider. And so I figured, you know, why don't we go ahead and set up one of these just for the heck of it? Um, You know, it could help uh, move some stuff along. You know, we could definitely improve our our podcast setups and, um, you know, provide you guys a better product. So... Go check it out. I will leave a um, link in the show notes. Um, And there's also some... I I set up a bonus structure uh, for different tiers. Um, Those are still kind of being fleshed out. And um, if you guys have any better suggestions, shoot us an email at coverbandconfidentialgmail.com. But it was kind of like your involvement and our input kind of increased as the the patronage went up. Um, And Dan and I are both in agreement here that um, if you... You guys who listen to this are under absolutely zero obligation uh, to help us out. Um, This is a hobby of ours and we do enjoy it. But if you feel compelled to contribute, um, there are some things that uh, would help us uh, move the ball down the court a bit faster.
1: Absolutely right. And and it is, um, you know, we'll put the link in the show notes, but it is patreon.com slash coverbandconfidential, right? So you you could type your way there pretty easily. I think
0: so. It might be cover.band or something like that. I don't know. Um, It should be pretty easy to find. Yeah. We yep. are the only one. I'm fairly sure.
1: Yep, yep. So help us stay on the air if you are so inclined, and if not, we still love you.
0: Yes, absolutely. So let's talk about acoustic gigs. Woo! Because you had you had two. You've had two since we last spoke. Yes, or just one? No,
1: nope, no, nope, just the one. Just the one. The next one is uh, weekend after next. So um, I
0: also had one. Um, so we can compare notes, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Good. Why don't you go
0: ahead and go
1: first? Well, um, as I said on on um, uh, you you posted a picture of your song list, and you mentioned last week uh, that you yeah. do that. And, and my reply on Facebook was stealing it, uh, and, and I, I said, totally did. I stole. Yeah, I, yeah. You, you you encouraged me in that, so I stole it, and I made a I made a song list that included um, uh, QR codes for both my Venmo and my PayPal, and a list of about eighty tunes, um, and. Uh, I put them on the tables. People enjoyed looking at them. I didn't get any requests off of them. I did get a request that was, um, uh, (laughs) at one point kind of early on, you know, it was a pretty small party. It was a party for a political, um, action group. And, um, um, early on there was a woman and a child, three year old little girl named, uh, Beatrice out on the patio where I was playing and she was dancing around and they were having a good time. There were like two or three other people. And, um, and her mom asked me for uh call me maybe so, <laughs> so i i reached i reached down deep and found call me Maybe" somewhere in my back of my brain and, and did that and the kid danced around it was fun and then a couple of tunes later just as part of my set i did um i'm still standing elton john mm-hmm. um and this little actually i think i saw some of that from the live feed. oh yeah 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 i did i did do a live feed and i, I if you look at uh, Dan Ray Music, Facebook page, Dan Ray Music, it's still there. So it did, um, call, um, um, I'm still standing, and that was a lot of fun, but this little girl's jaw just dropped, right? And it, I, I, are your kids into the movie Sing at all?
0: Yeah, that was the one I was like, is it because it was in Sing? Yeah, well, it's, yeah uh, partially. And, and,
1: and the, the version in that movie is very good. Oh, very? Yeah, all the music in that movie is great. Um, the chap who did that did, did very a good, good job. But so I, I start gorilla. playing this, the gorilla. Yes, Johnny. I start playing this, and the little three-year-girls, her mouth just drops open, like it's Johnny's song, you know? Um, so I wrapped that up and I played, uh, um, uh, cause I clearly had a sing fan in front of me. I played the one original from that movie, which is sung by a little punk, uh, porcupine girl, um, called set it all free, which I happen to know because my daughter loves that song. Um, uh, I believe that was Rashida Jones. I I, uh, uh, no, no. I? Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, so who, which, who knew she had pipes like that It's a. Uh, yeah yes. so um so it was really like a lot of fun and a, and a kind of um very close crowd engagement that i don 't often get at bigger shows um with the whole band mm-hmm. you know it 's usually um i mean we 're out there and engaging, but the show is very much on our terms when it 's the whole band, and yes. I really loved the way playing acoustic gave me the opportunity to be right with the people and sort of do the do the thing you know there's a couple of sort of big fight anthems I did that were appropriate to politics, uh, and i 'm Still standing was one of them. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and then, uh, I, I, I've encountered this a few times at, at, um, private party kind of shows, uh, doesn't go like this at bars, but, um, you know, you're booked from seven to nine and what they tell you when you roll up is about eight o'clock, we're going to have, you know, some program, some, something's going to happen. That's going to take you, you know, off the stage for some time. And so, mm-hmm. you, you know, <laughs> what was going to be a two hour, uh, show, I actually probably played an hour fifteen um and yeah. I think that probably happens a lot in private events you know you get certainly with weddings you get it toasts does. and um cake cutting and all that kind of stuff um that that um you just you just never really play the full amount of time that you prep and that 's fine you know just kind of know that um,
0: yeah, and those those kinds of things people have weird expectations of what bands are supposed to do. Like, we'll have you, we we figured we'd have you out for about five hours
1: and you're like, you don't want that. Nobody wants that. That's not the thing.
0: Not, not a soul wants to hear live music for five straight hours.
1: No, no. No. So I had the, um, the campaign manager of the, of the, one of our local candidates for the house of representatives, uh, use my PA for her 20 minute speech and, uh, and it was it was it was a good speech. As these things go, I don't whatever. It's not really but, sure. Uh, but I had a lot of a lot of fun playing and got really good feedback. And um, I made myself. I was inspired by your idea of a that lighted marquee that you have. I I got one of those mm-hmm. um, like black uh, felt board things with the letters that poke into it, mm-hmm. and I made myself a sign. This is Dan Ray live acoustic music, and whatever, I posted it. Uh, a couple of places, and um, so people could take a picture of that and come away with like my contact info, even though I didn't have a card. And um, yeah, yeah, I think it was
0: yeah, I was a little, I was envious of that because it's it, it it was yes. bigger. It, you put more stuff on it. I was I was yeah, envious. I've
1: seen those little. So it's just like three lines of marquee, right? And um, mm-hmm. that, I wanted to say more. I'm 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 wordier than that. Um, sure. So that thing was like 49 bucks at Staples. Yeah, it came with an open. They're very in vogue right now. Yeah, yeah. People are people are using those. I see those. Um, I see those as like the pricing board on merch tables, that sort of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm seeing them in just a lot of Instagram posts. Mm. People just put a phrase on there and they'll they'll yeah. snap it or Insta it or whatever, whatever the kids are the calling it these days. Is.
1: Yep. So it was a good time. And um, my next one is for a um, uh, benefit for a sick kid that'll be at the bed and breakfast that's literally next door to my house, so I don't have to travel too far to that one um good and that's in a couple of weeks no mileage no no about. mileage deduction which is a bummer well the this show was five minutes from my house so barely barely a dollar but yeah do. for sure i get to claim you no, know, sure. part of part of what i would normally be my fee for uh, as a donation for this one you know i got paid i got paid yeah. some and i'm donating the rest for you know what i suppose is a good cause um so. yeah yeah yep. cool how was your show Um,
0: so mine was that, that night, um, from the, the time that we taped the last episode and it was, uh, it was a duo gig from, uh, I was filling in for a friend of mine. It was his birthday and he wanted to take the night off. So more power to him. Um, so it was, uh, a split in duty. It was, it was a weird gig. It was a Wednesday night, uh, two hours, just two, uh, straight through with, um, with another person. And it was like 200 bucks split between the two of us, which is not great. Um, but you know, doing it as a favor, and you know I had nothing better to do that's fifty bucks an hour. Sure. I'll take it um, that venue it's the same venue that um I think we had done previously before where it's a smoking venue, so the people who were there are right. there to smoke and um, we we had like a pretty active group of participants kind of early on, and then they left, and we were just kind of left to our own devices um now, when there were people there the the song list got devoured and, you know, at one point this one table of like four people had 12 of my <laughs> song lists for some reason. And they were shouting stuff out and it was great and it was entertaining. Um, but one of them was like, you need to do something by Aretha Franklin. Hmm. And so our consensus was, well, if we're going to do it, you have to sing it. Huh. And so she came up and we, we kind of figured out, Oh, you know, reaching into the back of your brains and such uh, we do respect yeah. Um, figured out it's, you know, it's basically 12 bars, 12 bar blues and, and, um, in C and, um, she didn't know the words. Oh. So we sent her on her way and I proceeded to do respect in the original key, mind you, uh, <laughs> uh, which was, uh, which was something. Yeah.
1: yeah I do respect. I don't I, know if it was I good or not.
0: Yeah. But you, you probably didn't play it in concert. No, I
1: put it in G key.
0: Yeah. Good for you. Um, that, that was tough. That was a bit of a, bit of a ball breaker. Um, and we had been literally going like maybe 30 minutes. So I wasn't really properly warmed up to handle something that, you know, strenuous, but we hung in there. And then again, like after people left, we started just kind of playing whatever. Um, we ended up, one of the last songs we played was (laughs) love is on the way by Saigon kick. Because the other guy just started playing it, and I was like, "Hey, oh. I know that song." And it, and it's not like I knew the song; like I know that song. I knew the solo, like so. It actually came across like there was nobody was there. Nobody there cared about it, but like we ended up doing a really like masterful cover of "Love Is on the Way" by Saigon nice. Kick. And it's just a shame because it was totally wasted. Well,
1: <laughs> now you know you could do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it was kind of fun, for, you know, because. The the other guy is used to having the guy that I was filling in for is primarily a guitar player and not a vocalist. So th- he's accustomed to doing all the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. So for him, it was a lot of fun because he could do harmonies for things and he could play songs we he wouldn't normally do, like we did uh your song by Elton John, um and just that kind of stuff. It was really cool. Um, but we got zero tips. Oh. Like none. Interesting. Which I was, yeah, it was it was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but again made a hundred bucks for two hours on a, on a night I wasn't going to be making any bucks. So get to
1: play, no. that's good. I did, uh, I got about 30 bucks in tips.
0: Yeah. I mean, and for a private event, yeah. that's, that's not, not, not bad. bad either. Not bad. Good stuff.
1: You know, I was doing it for the party that wants to distribute the wealth. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> they only should have
1: done more of it. Well, they did some,
0: or did everybody walk out with 30 bucks? Is oh, no, I think
1: only I did. But it was a oh, potluck, okay. so that was very socialist that's true, so but not that kind of potluck uh well, it's not legal here yet, but not fingers yet. crossed
0: I'm apolitical on that, yeah, me too, but topic yeah, yeah, anywho, so I did something this week that I had been kind of toying with, but decided to just go ahead and do now you and the Lincolns are very adamant about, um, your mailing list. Very. Is that That's true? Very, yes. So how often are you, are you hitting your people up? Uh,
1: at most once a month and sometimes I'll let a few, a few, um, uh, you know, if it's just gig, 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 just sort of our usual places, I won't, I won't bug people about it. Um, But if there's something special coming up, by the way, we landed a gig just totally right place, right time, uh, to play the fourth anniversary of a brew pub that kind of was the first of the new wave of brew pubs in town. Um, and Mm -hmm. it just happened that they were looking for somebody, somebody had fallen through and I wandered into there and had a beer and talked to the guy and, and booked it. Um, and that's a very prominent gig. I mean, um, that's gonna be a big deal. So I will certainly send out an email about that. Um, sure. You know if there's something big coming up I'll make sure people know about it but but um, but other than that just kind of steady state emails no more than once a month gotcha
0: so we we've got a our mailing list is about five hundred people strong and I do not we do not engage very often um, you know if, if you're if you're doing it monthly we we're doing it quarterly maybe mm-hmm. and and that is partly intentional and partly lazy because I don't do it right. um but the the thought process behind my approach is that when somebody does, when we do send something out to people, it's like thunder, like because we don't we don't ask we don't we don't put stuff out very often. Mm-hmm. So if we're putting something out, it you know there's, you should you know check it out. Yeah. So um, at the end of September, this was like a week or two ago. Um, I put together a actually it might have been the day that we did the episode. Um, I put together a Mailchimp campaign email. That says now is the time for you to uh, lock in your dates for holiday parties, Mm. because I had said previously that like we we had a lot of holds and kind of like things were were kind of moving forward and then they kind of petered off, Um, and so we had some openings. So I went ahead and just sent that out, and it was. Well, in the process of looking that up, I was like, do I have any pictures of holiday parties? And I was thinking back to the ones we did. And one of them was for a company. And I went to their website and lo and behold, they had taken pictures of mm-hmm. the event. So I just took their pictures and said, hey, we can, um, you know, now it's time to set this up. And we've done this before and people seem to like it. Here's some shots from this party we did last year. We can do this for you too. Go ahead and, you know, email us here and yada, 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 and let us know. And Within two hours of sending it out, we had two dates lined up. So it was uh, good timing and uh, just you know front of mind for a couple of groups. And one of them was was not a part of that list, but I think they had mentioned it to somebody because they were there was like some sort of tangential relationship between the two parties Mm, that booked us. But one of them was not on our list. So my guess is is they booked it and then they told somebody else like, hey, if you want this band, they're really good. You should go check them out. So both of those are, you know, full price gigs and, you know, very timely. Good
1: for Love us. It. For probably an hour's worth of work. Very, in Mail very pleased to do that. Yeah. Um,
0: it, you know, it took maybe 30 minutes to put together. Right. It took longer to find the photos than it did to actually
1: write the copy. Right. So, right. Right. I sort of, if I, you guys don't have a mailing list, I'll it. totally do it. I, I kind of grieve over mine. I, I'll sometimes write it and then sleep on it and read it in the morning. And, um, because I've, I have, um, I'm pretty committed that my mailing list gets content that's special and that's worth their time. So, um, I'll often mm-hmm. have like a behind the scenes video or, um, just me saying hi or, um, something that, that is, that is exclusive to the mailing list. Um, mm-hmm. it was video of building the 10 foot tall clanky Lincoln puppet on, on, on the one that was advertising that, what would that, you know, the one we were building the show we were building that puppet for. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, usually it takes me more than half an hour to get mine built and and which is part of why I like um you know i i'm on some mailing lists for bands where they just pump out their schedule and it's just like hey here's yeah schedule and then uh, it's fine i guess that's really all i want from it but it's kind of a bummer not to get more you know so i try i try yeah, to make we don't a, we don't do i that. try to make her a special
0: yeah cool Yeah, probably the next time that we um, we put something out is when we release our 2019 promo, which I'm currently in the process of putting together. Um, So I've had I've I've got a buddy, um, a friend of the pod, uh, running Pinnacle Media Group, uh, Jeff, who I did the interview with. Um, Him and his partners have come out and shot us multiple times, and um, the and and no disrespect to those guys because they do a phenomenal job, but we had gone back and forth on a couple of things. And I was like, you know what? I think I just want the footage. So, you know, just like that, I, I went over and, you know, got a hard drive's worth of, you know, I don't know, four hours of nice. footage. And I've been slowly pouring through it and, and you know, favoriting clips and trying to piece something together. And I was commiserating with him this morning. I was like, man, video editing <laughs> sucks. He goes, yeah, yeah. you know, but I'm, I'm one of those people that, I'm trying to tell a story and I'm, I'm uniquely qualified to tell that story because it's in my head. So I'm just, you know, gritting my teeth and kind of getting through it. Um, so you're doing more than, and, just and it's a, also
1: be- more than just a highlights reel. I mean, this is. So
0: I'm doing, I'm doing it a lot different than a lot. I feel like a lot of bands do because a lot of bands they want one thing. They want good, fo- good performance footage, and they want it to sound good. Right. And predominantly, that's what's going to get you booked. You know, if the band looks cool and the stage looks cool and the sound and the songs sound good, that's what you're looking for. Um, for us, though, I really am trying to sell the fact that yes, the band looks good, yes, the band sounds good, but it is almost 50-50 performance footage and crowd footage. Mm, good. I'm trying to sell the the how much fun the show right. is. Because I think that is the compelling statement. And you know, we had talked previously, you know, we aren't trying to be the hero of the of your event. We're trying to be the guide that lets you be the hero of the event. And if you're trying to be the hero of your event, then you want people to have the most fun possible. So if the band Promo sounds good and looks good, but it also has tons and tons of footage of people just like having a blast. Like that feels like a more compelling argument than you know white background, you know live music right. interspersed with you know candid whatevers. Right.
1: right.
0: So it doesn't look like a poison video. That being said, a lot of this is in slow motion, so there are some poison tour video elements to uh, <laughs> to our promo. <laughs>
1: That's all right. It's not in black and white though. Well. At least there's that, and your hair is probably smaller.
0: Yes, in some of them, you know, it is from two different dates that were probably nine months apart. So in one of them, my hair is like shaggy, and the other one, it's like high and tight. So I can't use any footage of me, but I can use other people's. Yeah. So that's yeah. I didn't think that through. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah.
1: Good. That's exciting. Well, hopefully,
0: I'm, that's exciting. I'm gonna make a good video. Yeah. Yeah. The next step is I'm waiting to get the SD. Cards uh from our front of house guy, so I can start putting the uh, the audio to it.
1: So the music you're going to do clips, you're going to do best of moments.
0: Right. It's not so much a performance deal. That being said, the it's kind of a twofold deal. So I want to put this crowd party promo together that's like one minute, two minutes long, and then I want to go through the audio, find you know the best moments, you know. 45 seconds here, 15 seconds there. And then I can sync that with the original footage right. and use that for social media and just, you know, to do blasts on Instagram and Facebook and that kind of thing. But it's kind of a twofold process. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of the, the, the goal at the moment.
1: Cool. Good. I can't wait to see it. When do you think it'll be done?
0: Oh jeez, Don't put that kind pressure of <laughs> on me. Sorry. There. Uh, i'll send you i'll send you a rough cut of the of what i've got so far because okay. what will probably happen is i'll put it together i'll put the audio to it and then i'll i'll probably send it back to pinnacle to because they've got after effects and um can zippity doo da fun effects on top of my footage faster than i could if i you know tried to do it myself right. i can piece clips together that's not you know most people could do that and lay it out the way they want, um, but I'll just I'll, I'll send it back to them with some notes and hopefully get a finished product. I would hope in by the end of by the end of October for sure. Good, because I want to be ready to start pitching it, and then it'll go back out to all everybody on that that list, and I'll start sending it you know to all the agencies around town and all that jazz.
1: Cool, very good.
0: So we were going to close out this one. Kind of on it's not really a downer, but something that. We, Dan and I have both encountered and figured it would be uh interesting to uh to talk about. So yeah. um you want to do you want to yeah, start off and-
1: Yeah. It, this has been been on my mind for a few weeks. Um there was a show we played um a couple weeks ago and we were um we were wrapping up although we ended up playing a couple of extras um cuz the crowd was super into it and had just gotten big. It was one of those everyone showed up in the last half hour kind of shows. Yeah. Um, we were playing what was ostensibly our final song, which is Purple Rain, and people were slow dancing like they do. And kind of right in front of me, there was a couple dancing that, um, um, I mean, I watched him sort of ta- meet her and ask her to dance, and they were dancing and, and um, uh, things were happening in their dancing that it was clear she was not comfortable with. I mm. kind of communicate it like you know, yes. she was defending herself as they were dancing. Um yeah. and it's been on my mind because I didn't I didn't I w I, I wondered while that was happening, and I've wondered after the fact if I should have done something about that. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't. I, I kept playing. Um and I did um uh mention it to security after we were, as we kind of, as we were breaking down and, and um, they they were still around and I just sort of wanted him to be aware that that had happened. Um, The show was, uh, (laughs) there were a lot of very sloppy drunk people at this show. And I was, I was in contact with the bouncer the whole night about, you know, people who, nobody was threatening to us or trouble for us, but I was worried Mm -hmm. about them. Want to make sure they got out. Okay. And, you know, weren't trying to drive or anything. And he, he, you know, he, was reassuring me and I think glad to have a partner in it. Um, another pair of eyes anyway, but, but it leads the question, like, how much of that do we feel like, um, is our responsibility? How much of watching for people being safe and people being, um, uh, well safe, you know, is, is something that as the, you know, is the band, you're the, you're the person, you're who, you're who's throwing the party. It's your party. Yeah. And, um, it's been on my mind, I guess, because I, I do feel a responsibility for that, even though I don't really know if it is my responsibility. You know, it's sort of morally, I feel like I, there's some there's something I could, could have or should have done there. Yeah, um, but maybe maybe not. Maybe that's maybe that's too damaging to what I'm there to provide to um, intervene in in some way. I, I don't know. I don't really know. So yeah. I just wanted to chat it, you know, chat with you and talk it through and and kind of bounce it off you. You and, sure. and and the listeners, you know, if you guys have um thoughts about that or feedback or things you've done or seen, um, we'd love to hear about it too at um help me with the email address, Adam.
0: Coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So um yeah, I mean us as the the band on stage has the unique vantage point of, you know, everybody's looking at us, but we're looking at everybody. Yep. So we we are seeing things that, you know, the bartenders can't see. Uh, a lot of times the security people can't see. And I think, you know, as as the entertainment, it's our responsibility to do one thing, which is to entertain um, and to, you know, be the source of fun. Now, you know, we are totally good with everybody having a good time, and that goes with the guys on stage too. But the place where um, I... Personally and professionally, draw the line is when people start having fun at somebody else's expense. That's when it crosses, you know, the the threshold, and that it needs to be addressed. Um, And as a um, and as a band leader, a lead singer, a person with a microphone, or you know, in this case, you know, authority from you know, for all intents and purposes, um, I I do think it is our responsibility Mm. to um to handle those kinds of things. Now, you are in a tough spot because. You know, objectively you're looking at, okay, this is happening and this is weird, but this is the last song and we're gonna be done after this is this is over. Right. right. For you to stop that song in the middle right before you finish your set.
1: Tough. It's really tough. tough.
0: Yeah. And it also could put it it could take the fun away because then you're like, you you just put this, you know, you just said some lecture and then you like now you're in the crowd. You're not on the stage anymore. So that could definitely cause some Cause some issues. Yep. Um, the the situation that immediately comes to mind to me was we were playing this place. Um, this is another band uh, a while back, and and we probably had no business playing there. We were probably a little too heavy for what they were looking for, and they ended up actually cutting us short because we were quote unquote too loud. Which is you know, you shouldn't have live bands if if yeah uh, you know volume is an issue. But towards the end of the night, I, I was noticing that there was a girl who had had too much to drink. And it was obvious to everybody around that she had had too much to drink. And then there was a guy who was kind of getting in her face and from my vantage point was taking trying to take advantage of the situation. Mm -hmm. So I didn't say anything on stage, but when we were finished, I made sure that she was okay that her friends were there and that she had a way home that wasn't this guy. Right. Um and that guy saw me doing that and took issue
1: hmm.
0: with what I was doing because I was interfering with whatever plans he had that evening. Right. And I was fully prepared to, you know, get in, you know, get in the mix with this person because I I you know, completely disagree with what he was doing, um but like most of these you know bar situations um you know, words are exchanged, but you know it wasn't it wasn't gonna happen. He wasn't right. going to pick a fight over it because you know you don't want to be the guy that starts a fight because you didn't get to take advantage of the girl who drank too much um right it's probably a bad luck, so right, but I remember just right. being like really fired up about that, and we haven't had you know, a lot of times we, our our main concern is, um, is our safety because, you know, at least at bars and stuff, there is security. They're typically there to make sure that the patrons are safe, but not every, not people aren't always looking out for us. So Mm -hmm. you have drunks walk, you know, trying to get on stage or trying to jump off stage or trying to play, you know, drums in between sets and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, we do have, because of our unique vantage point and, and our role, um, I feel like it is our responsibility to, um, to address those things. And I've seen, you know, there's been, there, there are tons of great examples of, you know, bands stopping shows and and calling out bad behavior. And I, I, I'm, I'm fully in support of that. Um, as long as it's, you know, it's not self-serving or, you know, egotistical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. like
0: I've seen people where they're like, they're mad because they're not clapping enough. That's one thing, but like,
1: yeah, no, but like stopping to say, Hey dude, not cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different thing. Yeah, I, I,
0: there was one of the Foo Fighters where a fight broke out, and Dave Grohl stops the whole show, and he's like, "We did not come here to fight. We came here to dance and have a rock and roll show. Get out of here, and all that. Right. If you do that right, the um, the crowd will be with you, and they'll be on your side. Um, totally. totally. But like in your situation, that that's such a weird. It's just yeah. bad timing. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I mean that was that was the biggest part of it. Like you know, as it was happening, I knew I was three minutes from my show being over. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, am I really going to make a thing about this right now? That, it is kind of the bummer of playing in bars is that you <laughs> people drink in bars and yeah, they, they do. behave the way they do when they drink that, that show. Um, there was a, there was a girl dancing a lot in the first set and she was, um, right in front of us and we were playing actually in the parking lot on, on the ground in the parking lot. And she knocked into my mic stand twice mm. Um, and then uh, you know, like she was, <laughs> uh, I was kind of looking around and schmoozing during the break, and she came up and tried to chat with me, and was completely incoherent. Uh, I mean, like yeah. couldn't form words, and and I I did turn to the friend who was next to her and said, "You're uh you're babysitting this, right?" She said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And then <laughs> early in the second set, at some point, like her friends were like holding her down in a chair. I don't know what the story was, but she was she was out of control. It was, it was, it was bad. And, and, um, and I watched them take her and, you know, put her in the passenger seat of a car and and leave. And so, um, you know, it's, it's interesting how people, you know, it doesn't take all that much alcohol in an evening for people to abandon all sense of self-preservation and,
0: haven't we yeah we've learned that a lot this week haven't we it's weird yeah but oh yeah fair enough yeah that's that's the running joke you know at least with with guys like us is that people think that we're the show like nah dude y'all are the show that's right
1: that's right you
0: have no idea the stuff that we see
1: yeah
0: yeah but you know it's funny talking about like having responsibility for drunk people there i have i do have some audience footage where i had to be uh careful with the edit because um there was a, a young lady in the front row who was having a great time and was really into the music. And I wanted to capture that, but I had to make sure that I didn't show too much because it became obvious that she was quite saucy. Uh-huh. Um, so she gets, a, she, she gets a cameo in our promo vid, but she doesn't get, uh, you know, she doesn't get star treatment because uh, I felt like <laughs> it was just a bit too, uh, a bit too honest.
1: Uh huh. So, yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. Uh, we've had some of those.
0: Now you, can, now you'll you'll have to look through the footage to see if you can spot who I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, and then you'll send me the, the ring. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, so so it, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, and I, I think um, uh, people people are people, so why should it be? Why should
0: it be? Oh my gosh, we're yeah. So nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes.
1: Anyway, well, there you yeah. go. The um. So handling that gracefully is part of the part of the gig, part of the deal.
0: Yeah. And you know, there there's a million different ways to do it. Like, you know, you could have maybe whispered into that girl's ear during the guitar solo and said, "Hey, are you okay?" You know, there, there there's no right way, there's no right or wrong way. I think you you went the right way by going, "Hey, I'm going to go loop uh security into this just to make sure." Yeah. Um that was the responsible thing to do because you could have gotten in in that dude's face, you know. You could have done a, the purely alpha move. Walk up to him during the guitar solo and just hit him. That would have been cool. I could
1: have. I could have done that. I could have done that. I'm, I'm basically have a weapon strapped to myself. So it's true.
0: I've been in actually. I I played a show in Asheville um, once, and this guy was mad because we we weren't a DJ. Oh. And he wanted to DJ because you know he could probably do what we were just talking about to other girls. Yeah. But instead, he had to listen to a band, and he was he was talking, he was looking, giving me, you know, the look like he really wanted to to do something. And, you know, I was, uh, I was up front with a mic stand and an SM 58 in my hand going, I'm pretty sure I could use this if I have to. And it, <laughs> again, like these things go, it didn't come of it, but it was definitely a possibility on a very short list of possibilities uh, were something to go awry. Then a, a very, petite uh female police officer walked in and <laughs> kicked yeah. him out.
1: Yeah, very good. So, very good. I will device. say we have some places around here that are very proactive. Um, there was a, a place we played uh, Sawmill 2, a place that we mm-hmm. love playing. Um, Justin told me at some point that they had booted a guy for bothering us who wasn't bothering us. He was just kind of there in front of us and it, you know, no nope, during songs where nobody was dancing because they weren't that sort of song, he was there kind of being right in front of us and bobbing along. Um and he was quite drunk, but he was harmless. Um and but um but but when I watched the video of the show, every time Justin stepped out in front of the line and went out to play in the audience, like this guy Mm -hmm. sort of stopped him and said something to him and Justin ah kind of had a moment with him because Justin's very charismatic and great with people that sort of thing. Um, And then I saw on the video, the owner come up and say something in this guy's ear and he reacts like, what, what are you talking about? And she's like, uh, and you see her getting serious about it. And, and then she puts her hand on his shoulder and walks him this tiny, adorable little old, you know, she's not a little old lady. She's older. She's in her late sixties probably. Yeah. Um, um, but takes no nonsense. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's awesome. But you know, so like they proactively booted this guy for bothering the band. Um, that if he'd been 10% drunker, maybe he would have been a real nuisance, but I wasn't feeling bad about him yet. Um, Yeah. So there are some places that really go out of their way to try to take care of us. Um, And that's, you know, appreciated for those times. I guess doing it then prevents it from becoming a bigger issue. Yeah. Um, So.
0: When I was single, um, I would have appreciated if a bar did that anytime a guy walked up in between sets to ask me what my pedal board was. (laughs) I know. I was trying to, you know look cool in the back corner, you know, drinking PBRs in my leather jacket. right. But instead I'm talking to this dude about my tone and my effects loop.
1: Tone. T-O-A-N, right? Yes. With a Z at the end. Tones. Yes.
0: Multiple tones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, I guess we can, uh, we can wrap up this conversation. I think we covered it. We're both going to the beach. So while we were talking about heavy, uh, situations, we're about to go take it easy for a little bit. I
1: know. It's good.
0: Well-deserved. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson.
1: And from Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray.
0: And you have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 26, I believe. Have a good week.